Our Bible study train is rolling on here in the book of Leviticus. The number of new beginnings, chapter 8. 7 is the number of completion in God's holy modal system. 8 is the number of new beginnings. Okay, and that's that. We are in chapter 8 in Leviticus, and this is verse 1. It says here, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take Aaron and his sons with him, and the garments, and the anointing oil, and a bullock for the sin offering, and two rams, and a basket of unleavened bread. Three, and gather thou all the congregation, capital C, together unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, capital C, and T there on tabernacle. Now, remember when the uh, Abraham saw the three um, angels, one of them being Christ, coming, walking towards him before Sodom and Gomorrah, that he was in the tent door of interest here. And here we are at the tabernacle in the uh, tent door. Just food for thought there, folks. In 4 it says, And Moses did as the Lord commanded him, and the assembly was gathered together unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Period. Five, and Moses said unto the congregation, This is the thing which the Lord commanded to be done. And Moses brought Aaron and his sons and washed them with water. Okay. Now I know that's a, a good healthy thing, but there's also, again, the symbol of the water. Actually, the firmament of heaven, even before the world was created, there was this uh, water in heaven. It's actually a, a great symbol for spirit. Now I go to the baptizing. It isn't that you're being dunked under water, is it? Or do you come up out of that water with the Holy Ghost? Isn't that the whole idea to have the Holy Ghost when it comes to baptism or laying on of hands? It's the water, okay? the sprinkling of blood, the sprinkling of water, all of that represents the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Now, remember the Gospel song, Are You Washed in the Blood of the Lamb? Okay, alright, there's your some, there's your allegories. In 7 it says, And he put upon him the coat, and girded him with the girdle, and clothed him with the robe, and put the ephod upon him, and he girded him with the curious girdle of the ephod, and bound it unto him therewith. Period. In eight, and he put the breastplate upon him, and he 
And he put the breastplate upon him. Also he put in the breastplate the Urim and the Thurum. UNT folks, period. In nine, and he put the mitre upon his head, and upon the mitre, even upon his forefront, did he put the golden plate, the golden crown, as the Lord commanded Moses. In nine, I'm going to reread, it says, and he put the mitre upon his head, also upon the mitre, even upon his forefront did he put the golden plate, the holy crown, as the Lord, L-O-R-D, capitals, commanded Moses, period. Okay, and 10, and Moses took the anointing oil and anointed the tabernacle and all that was therein and sanctified them. Eleven, and he sprinkled thereof upon the altar seven times, and anointed the altar and all his vessels, both the laver and his foot, to sanctify them. Once again, being taught God's holy modal system seven times, there in eleven. In 12, and he poured of the anointing oil upon Aaron's head and anointed him to sanctify him, period. 13, and Moses brought Aaron's sons and put coats upon them and girded them with girdles and put bonnets upon them as the Lord commanded Moses. 14, and he brought the bullock for the sin offering. And Aaron and his sons laid their hands upon the head of the bullock for the sin offering. And again, the bull is the horned beast, okay? And in the old days, the half-man, half-bull was Molech. And uh, many times it represented Molech, and that is, there's no greater example of evil than Molech, okay? Anyway, there is the sin offering, and the bullock represents sin. 15, and he slew it, and Moses took the blood and put it upon the horns of the altar round about with his finger, and purified the altar, and poured the blood at the bottom of the altar, and sanctified it to make reconciliation upon it. Okay, we know that the horns represent the great host of heaven, the four winds, the power of God, the power is in the Holy Ghost that does the will of the Lord, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, these three are one. And notice here how the blood is what? It's purifying the altar. 
Okay, so what does that spirit? Now I know the shedding of Christ's blood was the the uh, the overcoming of God over Satan. I, I realize that, but it's also in this case the spirit of God that purifies this altar. In six here it says, and he took all the fat that was upon the inwards. In 16, and he took all the fat that was upon the inwards and the call above the liver and the two kidneys and their fat, and Moses burned it upon the altar. But the bullock and his hide, his flesh and his dung, he burnt with fire without the camp, as the Lord commanded Moses. Period. So the waste goes outside the camp, think of New Jerusalem, and the holy goes on the inside of the 72,000 square furlong New Jerusalem. And outside the camp, that's where things are not right. Am I right or wrong? Okay, and when uh, Christ comes back, then he rules the firmament of the earth for 1,000 years before the white throne judgment there. So, without the camp. Okay, in 18, new paragraph. And he brought the ram for the burnt offering, and Aaron and his sons laid their hands upon the head of the ram, and he killed it and Moses sprinkled the blood upon the altar round about. 20, and he cut the ram into pieces, and Moses burnt the head and the pieces and the fat. 21, and he washed the inwards and the legs in water, and Moses burnt the whole ram upon the altar. It was a burnt sacrifice for a sweet savor and an offering made by fire unto the Lord as the Lord commanded Moses. Okay, so there's the sweet savor and that goes up and into the smell of God Almighty of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. In the book of Revelations, the prayers go up with the sweet savor, and in the law of Moses, the priest will pray to the Lord. 22 is another new paragraph. And he brought the other ram, the ram of consecration. And Aaron and his sons laid their hands upon the head of the ram, period. And he slew it, and Moses took of the blood of it, and put it upon the tip of Aaron's right ear, and upon, and upon the thumb of his right hand, and upon the great toe of his right foot. And remember, in the last days, on Judgment Day, the sheep go on the right the 
stubble goes on the left, folks. The difference in the goat and the sheep. The good and the bad. Right and the left. And so here we have right, 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 and that's representing the sheep of God Almighty on the right. 25, and he took the fat and the rump and all the fat that was upon the inwards and the call above the liver and the two kidneys and their fat and the right shoulder. 24, and he brought Aaron's sons and Moses put of the blood upon the tip of their right ear and upon the thumbs of their right hand and upon the great toes of their right feet and Moses sprinkled the blood upon the altar round about okay so there's the purification uh, the, here's the blood the spirit all around the altar and it's on the right side the sheep versus the goats here the wheat versus the stubble right versus left 25 and he took the fat and the rump and all the fat that was upon the inwards and the call above the liver and the two kidneys and their fat and the right shoulder get it right 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 26 and out of the basket of unleaved bread that was before the Lord he took one unleavened unleavened cake and a cake of oiled bread and one wafer and put them on the fat and upon the right shoulder again right versus left that's the whole reason for it now uh, this isn't uh, saying that somebody that's left-handed is evil or anything stupid like that. Christ's throne is on the right hand of the Father. Look at Acts. Look at the book of Acts at the vision that Stephen had there in chapter 7. As he was standing on the right hand of the Father. Okay. 27. And he put all upon Aaron's hands and upon his son's hands and waved them for a wave offering before the Lord. And Moses took them from off their hands and burnt them on the altar upon the burnt offering they were consecrations for a sweet savor it is an offering made by fire unto the Lord and in 29 and Moses took the breast and waved it for a wave offering before the Lord for of the ram of consecration was Moses part as the Lord commanded Moses. Again, the Lord shares with his priests. 30, and Moses took of the anointing oil and of the blood which was upon the altar and sprinkled it upon Aaron and upon his garments 
and upon his sons and upon his sons garments with him and sanctified Aaron and his garments and his sons and his son's garments with him. And again, that represents the Spirit of God in the future, the Holy Ghost. 31 is a new paragraph. And Moses said unto Aaron and to his sons, Boil the flesh at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and there eat it with the bread that is in the basket of consecrations, as I commanded, saying, Aaron and his sons shall eat it. 32. And that which remaineth of the flesh and of the bread shall ye burn with fire, and ye shall not go out of the door of the tabernacle of the congregation in seven days until the days of your consecration be at an end for seven days shall he consecrate you again the creation at the beginning of time the uh, 2300 day week of years at the end of time God's holy modal system being taught to the children of men. In 34, as he hath done this day, so the Lord hath commanded to do, to make an atonement for you. Therefore shall ye abide at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation day and night, seven days, and keep the charge of the Lord that ye die not, for so I co am commanded. So, there you go. See, you have to fear the Lord. The, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of, the, of knowledge, of wisdom and understanding. If you don't fear the Lord, you're going to get froze in your quest for wisdom and understanding. That's an easy one, folks. 36, the number of Black keys on the keyboard, six sixes. Three and six is nine. Three times six is eighteen. Eight and one is nine. Three and six. That's occult numerology I just gave you, by the way. However, that doesn't apply to Aaron and his sons here on an occult uh, view of it. It's, just, it's 36, but I'm teaching the numbers here of the Bible of God's holy modal system. There I gave you the evil part, the black keys. So Aaron and his sons did all things which the Lord commanded by the hand of Moses. And that's a good thing, not a bad thing. Now I want to invite everybody to this new series we're doing on the whole roots of our King James Bible what separates it from any other Bible? That's the question. Well, we have the answers. It's going to be fascinating, folks, to see what is the difference. Why is it that the King James is so much different than any other Bible version? Well, we're going to start a Sunday series on that subject. 
It's an easy answer and it's not that hard to trace here. There's no doubt about the roots and the beginnings of our doctrine. And who are these skunks that wrote these other Bible versions? Where did they come from? Oh, we have the answers, folks. We sure do. We sure do. The Libertines. Yes, indeed. A terrible satanic cult group. Yes, indeed. That was arguing there with Stephen. Yes, indeed. Uh, with their money mongers behind them. We have the answers. We're going to go through it. Uh, it's here in the intro of the original copy of the King James, the, the roots of all the translations and how the great gathering of all the doctrines that were spread around the world came together there with the King James great gathering of wisdom. See you there.